This is the Just Live Podcast with Dan and Susie Potter, episode 35. (laughs) How is personality connected to your identity? In this episode, we'll talk about personality and how it is significant to your identity. We begin in 22 seconds. life is a remarkable story and adventure that only you can create. We exist to motivate and equip you to live fully alive. So glad that you have joined us for this episode on personality and its significance to your identity. If you listened to the last episode, we talked about the 12 areas that make up your identity. And we've had so many questions that we thought, let's actually take some more podcasts to actually begin to unpack some of these areas that are so influential in who you are. That's right. In most of our conversations that we've had this week, people have asked about it and we bring out these 12 areas that make up our identity or influence our identity. And so here we are. We're like, let's go deeper. Let's just jump in and talk about personality. My name is Dan. My name is Susie. Together together we we are doozy. And we talk about personality. Personality is a significant part of your identity. Yes. It is the set of characteristics and traits that define how you think, how you feel, and how you behave in different situations and with various people. For sure, your personality can influence how you see yourself and how others perceive you. It can also shape your beliefs, values, attitudes, impact your interests, hobbies, and career choices. It has a huge effect on you and influences how you engage with others, especially in relationships and in social situations as well. So personality is really important for yourself, but also as you engage with others. So personality is all about you, but at the same time, it's not about you. And I think this is sometimes where we struggle. (laughs) What are you talking about? We take all these personality tests. And if you're listening, I just almost guarantee you've taken some probably more than one, and you probably don't remember because many times we we take these personality tests thinking, I need to know about me. It's all about me, and I need to know about me. And in some ways, it's like we've studied for a test, the test is over, and we forget it. But in reality, your personality is not just about you. It is about the way you connect with the world around you as well as you. The way you handle situations, your characteristics, the way ah, you're going to respond, <laughs> that's all part of this personality. So it isn't just a type. It is your unique connection with your world. Right. When we think of identity, the way that I love to describe identity simply is knowing who am I and where do I fit in the world? So there's two real aspects to it. It's knowing yourself and personality does help in that space, but also how do I fit? How do I engage with other people? What does that look like? How do I show up in my uniqueness? And that's a lot of what personality is about. I also love to look at the origin of words and person. I get that. It's a person. It's a people. It's a, it's not an alien. It's a person. <laughs> but 
what does ality mean? And I, I looked this up, and it's very interesting that when you have the suffix ality, it means a character or nature of the thing. So spirituality is the nature or the character of spirit. Mm. Reality is the nature or character of being real. When we talk about personality, it is the character or nature of you as a person, Mm -hmm. which I think this is one of the greatest studies you ever can do is the study of you because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. God made you in an incredible way and you need to study who you are so you actually get to know who God is because you are in his image. And so all these things actually work together. The character and nature of you is your personality. Yeah, I love that verse from Psalm 139, verse 14 that you just referred to. And it talks about, I am fearfully and wonderfully made by God, and I know it full well. And I think that's the part that Hmm. we sometimes skip. Do I fully know who I am? I think we're on a journey. We're on a quest to be able to figure out who we are and what, what we look like, what we what makes us tick, and actually to help each other know who the other is so that we can show up in our most fully alive, best version of ourselves for each other, but also for the world that we get to engage in. So I think many times we think, I am fearfully, wonderfully, and wonderfully made, and I'm totally clueless about that. <laughs> right. Sometimes and, but it's yet like in that. But in this verse, it says, and I know that full well. So this podcast is dedicated to us knowing that we're probably not going to be full well, but we're going to fill up a little bit here today. Hopefully a little bit more. Now, when I look at the whole thing of personality tests, I just looked it up, and there are 2,500 different personality tests and questionnaires today. And I have to say, probably over the last 40 years, Susie and I have taken many of them. Yes, we're on that quest. And they're highly forgettable. (laughs) But there are some that have really made a huge difference in our life. We initially learned the four temperaments. It was called choleric, sanguine, phlegmatic, and melancholy. And then it also had a version of DISC, and it had the different letters to go with that. When we joined OM, we learned the four animals tests, the lion, the otter, the golden retriever, and the beaver. At the end of identifying, Chip Kirk had us say, and... We are blessed because we know you, because we have you on the team. I love that because if we can learn about ourselves and we are in the learning cycle to learn about others, we can appreciate so many things. For example, we can appreciate different perspectives. We can recognize others' strengths and challenges. We can adjust our approach to them. We can also develop curiosity and openness to people, improve our communication, resolve conflicts in more effective ways, increase empathy, self-awareness, improve our relationships, and have greater success in work and life. Now, one thing I remember from the animals was I am Dan Potter the otter. So that always reminded me that I'm Dan Potter the otter because I have to achieve things. Now, there's the Meyer Briggs and their strength finders. Another one that you forgot that also has been really important has been the love languages. Mm, So that that came in after we learned the Myers Briggs indicator about extroversion, introversion, sensing or intuition. If you're more thinking or feeling, more judging 
or perceiving. And Dan and I are almost opposite on each of the Myers-Briggs areas. That's right. So we like cover all the bases and we come from different perspectives in that. But the, the love languages has probably been a very highly useful ones, both for us and for engaging with others as well. well. One thing for me that I really found in the whole area of identity is I know that I I love to serve. Yes. It's it's so important for me to serve. Acts of service is is the top one for me, but I don't have things like quality time. Uh, I can give gifts, but I, receiving them doesn't mean a whole lot. And as I've learned Susie's love languages, it's actually helped me to better connect with her. Because if all I did was serve her, that doesn't say I love you to her. It doesn't tank me up in a way I need to be loved. My top love languages are words of affirmation, touch, and quality time. Definitely. And Dan also has touch as a love language. Mm -hmm. So that part works out really great. Words of affirmation is so important to me. And Dan didn't have that. And so as he's talking about this, he has learned how to use his words authentically. They're real. They're authentic. They're honest. And he can speak to me in a way that fills my tank up. Just this afternoon, we are on our our date afternoon and we go through a series of nine questions each week and we update and, and discuss those. How are we doing? What's brought us joy? What are our challenges? We talk about a number of things. And there was a time where I, I, I had some challenges this week that were really difficult and Dan helped me through it. And during this time of just going through our questions and just catching up, he just spoke such words of encouragement and affirmation, said, you can do it. You know, I'm like, I just going to lay low on that. He said, you can't lay low on that. This is who you are. You need to step up. And he just like affirmed me with words. And I can't tell you how much that topped me up emotionally. That just gave me so much love and filled me. And if he didn't learn words of affirmation, for example, that connection with us would be so different. But he's he does an amazing job in that space. And I really appreciate it. And Susie, I want you to know what you just said is amazing. Thank you. The way you use your words <laughs> and the way you have quality time. It's just, I, I'm just sitting here enjoying the moment. Please go on and on and on. That just helps me so much. I love it. Let me, let me serve you here somehow. <laughs> so the personality test that has really helped me over the last few years is the Enneagram. And I know, Susie, you, you've studied this. You're a coach of this. You have helped me greatly with this. Can you just open up that and show us how that connects to us knowing our identity better? Because it has for me. Definitely. So basically in the Enneagram, there are nine Enneagram types and it's based on core motivations. It's based on your on core fear, core desire, core weakness, and core longing. And each of the nine Enneagram types has it different in these areas. Now you overlap in different ones because you have a main core Enneagram type but you also have other types, basically five main types. You have the two next to each other that you kind of move back and forth into. You have one Enneagram type that you go to when you're in growth 
and you have one Enneagram type when you're in stress. And basically, if you learn these main core Enneagram types that you're connected to, this can help you with strategies to be more healthy and not in a stress situation. So Dan, what is your Enneagram type? I am an Enneagram 3, which means I am a successful achiever. So tell us what that's like. What have you learned about yourself? Well, I think what it's done for me is it's allowed me to be me. Over the last five years or so, it's almost like I've been squeezed into a mold trying to conform into everybody else and realizing that that being a successful achiever is a bad thing. But this Enneagram has helped me with my identity to understand that who I am is enough and I do yes. belong and I can and I have worth because it's okay to be a successful achiever. Right. And I have a couple wings there. And if you understand the way the numbers go, if I'm a three, then I have a wing that's a two and a wing that's a four, which means I'm also a supportive advisor and I'm also a romantic individualist. So when I'm doing my creativity, when I'm doing my art, it's okay because that's in the realm of four. And when I'm a dad or I'm a leader or when I'm a husband, it's okay. I'm I'm a supportive advisor. And that also goes with your love language of of acts of service. Totally. It's quite strong. What this has allowed me to do is to reach into other areas and realize that's okay because that's me also. Right. So what have you learned about yourself when you are in stressful situations? (laughs) When I'm in stressful situations, I move more to a nine. And a nine is one that sees everything. It's a peacemaker. But yet also stresses out a little bit because Mm -hmm. there's, you can't juggle. I'm a juggler, but you can't juggle everything. And in that, in when I'm really stressed, I don't like conflict. And I'm just like, okay, Let's just bring it down a little bit. Let's just let's just all sit around here and sing Kumbaya because I have to I have to bring some order into the chaos. So that's where I move into my stress area mm-hmm. is I it's like, OK, everybody, let's just bring this down or I just sort of hibernate into the corner and I have peaceful meaning in my own life at the moment. OK, so you numb out. I do. And you just try to, like, catch yourself once again. Where do you go when you're healthy? When I'm healthy, that, that's it's a growth mindset I have. And that's really a, a loyal guardian. I love Number to take six. care of people. I love to to support, to encourage, to be a cheerleader for other people. I love when people surpass what I'm doing because mm-hmm. it's it's like, yes, go. So when I'm in a growth, a really good place, I'm moving other people forward. Yeah. And as we've learned what Dan is like in his healthiest state when he's unhealthy, we see these little signals and I'm on the same team as you. I am there to help you. My Enneagram type is the entertaining optimist, also called the enthusiast. Yes, definitely. Enneagram seven. And so I love to be able to be in that space with people. I also can be a loyal guardian as well. I include everybody that's on my sixth wing, the number right next to it. And my eight wing is probably stronger than my sixth wing. It's a protective challenger. When I get in the space, I'm coaching, I'm mentoring, I'm journeying with people. I become their cheering challenger and I try to help them get into that space. When I'm healthy, I become an Enneagram five and that's an investigative thinker. That for me is when I can learn, learn, learn. And I know I'm in a healthy space 
when I have capacity to learn and listen and read and absorb more and more information and put it all together. When I'm in a stressful situation, I move towards the Enneagram 1, which is the moral perfectionist. I become very black and white, and I find myself trying to control everything. That is not my normal healthy state. But when I when I have a signal that I'm trying to control things, then I'm like, ah, I need to move back into a healthy space. And Dan on my team, he helps me do that and become aware of that as well. Within the identity, it gets a little scary for me when Susie moves into the one space because it's so different from her and suddenly... I feel that I need to quickly move into the nine space because it's too much. It's something's going on here. Bring it all down. And I think this is why it's so important for you to realize what your personality is, Mm -hmm. that character, that nature that God made you to be, because the way it, it allows you to connect with other people. There are times where Susie will see me in a stressful area, or I'll see Susie in a stressful area. And instead of thinking, who took my wife or who took my husband? Who is this guy? (laughs) Where'd they go? We begin to realize that naturally we're going to be moving to these other areas and it's okay. We, We don't feel guilty that suddenly we're moving into this emotional state or into this confrontive state because it's part of who we are. And our identity doesn't have to be Based on, well, I'm, I don't respond like everybody else. I certainly hope not because you should be responding as you respond. Right. You are unique. You are not like anybody else. All of these different layers of personality types and findings and do I know fully what I'm like? Not yet, but I'm learning all the time. And as I begin to layer them together like roots going down under the ground to bring stability to me in my personhood, then I can understand myself better and understand my people better and the people that I work with and engage with. And it makes for really better dynamics as, as a group and as a person. So here's one thing I want you to really understand when it comes to the whole identity personality is you need to identify you. Mm. The world we live in is all about comparing. Do I match this person? What should I wear? What should I say? What do I not do? What's the taboos? What's the culture? But It's so important when we're moving into this area of uh, momentum, of life, that you take time to identify you. And one of the ways you do that, one of the 12 areas we're going to be looking at is through your personality. So knowing your personality has many benefits. You get to have a stronger sense of identity. Remember, that is who I am and where I fit. And we've got five main benefits of knowing your personality. One is self-awareness, that you know what motivates you, what your values are, what your beliefs, what you can have faith in and trust in, and what you can. Secondly, you recognize your own strengths and weaknesses, and ideally, you know what to do in both of those situations. The third area is you can make informed decisions, career, relationships, personal goals. You can make those decisions because you know who you are. 
Fourth, you build a sense of community and belonging. As you understand yourself, you can show up in that place. And as you understand others better, not so that you can label them, but you understand them better, then you can fit better. You belong. You can build community. Everybody shows up with their uniqueness, their own strength. We form a team and we form supportive networks. And the fifth area is you develop your authenticity, your true self, rather than conforming to the, the social norms or what is simply woke this moment and it won't be woke next moment. Right. You know who you are and you're real in that. I love that authenticity. Yes. So we've been talking about your personality, your identity. Who am I and where do I fit? And knowing another layer, another level of personality is so helpful. So Susie, if anyone needs help, like with the Enneagram, knowing who they are in their personality, want to go deeper in that, how do they do that? Right. This is a great question. So we have developed a course. It's a self-paced online course that you can take to learn about your Enneagram type and all these different strengths and weaknesses, core motivations, what to do. And we also couple that with a three session coaching time with me. So you can learn part by part, stop, pause, have a coaching session with me that you line up whenever you're ready for that. And then you can carry on with the next part and the next part. And ideally, you will learn better who you are and where you fit in your world. And we have another one that is for couples. So if you're interested as a couple to go through, because again, you're not just going to learn a number. You're going to learn how to live out your personality as your identity. Right. So this is another self-paced online course that is Enneagram for Couples. If you um, would like more information on that, please contact us in any of the ways we're connected. And may you live fully alive as you love your life, your world, and your God. My name is Dan. And I'm Susie. Together, Together we, we are, are doozy. doozy. Live fully. And love fully. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode 35 on personality and identity. We challenge you to identify you. You. 